Hello and welcome back to A Method to the Madness, our Breaking Bad edition. I'm your host, Mitchie, and joining me as usual is Patrick. Hello. And today we're covering episode four of season one of Breaking Bad, otherwise called Cancer Man. Uh, this episode sees a big change from a previous one, not much meth and more about our characters, especially yeah. Walt and uh, Jesse. It's great. First episode where nothing significant really happens. Yeah. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, there is a lot of character development. Yeah. Uh, or at least our perception of these characters. Uh, as usual, we'll go through the plot. Can you take us through, Pat? Sure thing. So, Hank and his DEA team have a meeting over the disappearance of Emilio and Crazy Eight, the latter of whom is revealed to have been their informant. Hank also reports on their discovery of the 99.1% pure methamphetamine. Although the DEA has no leads, Hank believes the product is good enough to make someone Albuquerque's new meth kingpin. Meanwhile, Walt tells Hank, Marie, and Walter Jr. about his cancer. Skyler has already been told. Jesse smokes Walt's meth with two friends and flees his house the next morning when he hallucinates that two religious evangelists at his door are armed bikers. All right, the first crazy thing, right, is that Crazy 8 was the informant. I know, yeah. And also betrayed his own cousin, and yet they make this huge fucking deal about it in the first episode that Walt could have been it. And it's just like, that's so fucked up. Yeah, um, like, kind of, why would he want to kill Walt if he was an informant? Like, if... To just keep keep his cover i suppose yeah but like fucking walt wasn't gonna kill any like tell anyone if he let him go yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know nah it's too I, I, like he's obviously i don't know there was obviously a reason for it like hang on so you're saying why didn't he kill walt like down in a basement no why would why would he have yeah yeah um because he needs to keep the cover going yeah i, I don't know i just don't like the I only realized this twist my second time around watching it. Yeah. This is my third time around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like still, it, it kind of confounds me. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a weird twist that doesn't 100% work for me, I think. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the opening to this episode, how we have this whole, you know, Hank talking about DA agents, uh, about Crazy Eight and stuff, and then talks about New Kingpin. And then you just got this shot of Walter brushing his teeth <laughs> yes. in his underwear again. Again, just like him shitting on the toilet like in the last episode. Like it's just this idea that he's just this like dopey fucking school <laughs> teacher guy. And he's the one that's going to end up being a meth kingpin. Yeah, yeah. I love when he tells everyone. Yeah. And then Marie and Skylar go into Walter Jr.'s room. And then Hank says to uh, Walt, no matter what happens, I'll always take care of your family. Yeah. And, you know, like he says that with the best intentions. Yeah. What he doesn't, what he doesn't realize is that Walt is like a megalomaniac, and he takes that as like a an attack on his his manhood, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and like the expression he makes is like so fucking like nasty. It's not yeah. nice at all, and it's like, bruh, like, yeah. why is he such a wanker? Like, like straight away from the start, you know, like that's the kind of person he is, you know, like mm. just so stubborn and unwilling to receive help. Yeah, yeah, and that whole I like the scene with where. Jesse imagines those two evangelists to be um, bikies because this is the first time that we actually see the effects of drug abuse, I suppose. Like, prior to this, we see the effects of drug dealing and, and what the dealers do, but there hasn't really been any con- kind of commentary on what the drugs actually do to people, you know. And we see mm. for the first time, like, Jesse doesn't want to do it, but then his friends, we get introduced to Skinny Pete and Combo, which they're fucking great. Like, they're like the second best duo Oh no, fucking no, um, Badger, and Skinny Badger. Badger yeah. and Skinny Pete. Yeah, but um, but yeah, they, he doesn't want to do the meth, and he does it because he's paranoid, and then he ends up imagining these things and runs away and ends up 
you know, bumping his parents who fucking hate him and shit. Or not fucking hate him, but don't want him there. Yeah. And you finally see, like, you know, like, this is why drugs are bad. And, and, and that's kind of an important aspect of this is that this, this series is definitely not pro-drugs at all. It's certainly anti-drugs, especially anti-methamphetamine. And uh, I think it's good that we finally get into that, you know, and, and investigate that a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, it's especially tragic that, you know, Jesse kind of, he doesn't, as you said, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But because he's he's inducted into this lifestyle, he just can't escape it, you know, he just yeah, keeps exactly. following him around. Yeah, mm. he knows it's wrong, but he can't do anything about it. Mm. Should we move on? Yeah. Skylar makes an appointment with one of the top oncologists in the country, even though the family can't afford him. Walt says he will take the money out of his pension, but he actually uses some of the money taken from Crazy 8 in the desert, which he keeps hidden in the air conditioning duct at his house. Walter Jr. berates his father for acting weird and nonchalant about his cancer. When Walt goes to his credit union to put the cash in the cashier's check, his parking spot is stolen by a rich, obnoxious man named Ken. Ken annoys Walt and the rest of the customers with his loud and socially inappropriate cell phone conversation. Jesse ends up fleeing to his affluent parents' house, where he sleeps for an entire day. He attempts to bond with his overachieving little brother Jake. That night, Jesse gets a call from one of his friends who smoked Walt's meth, who says that he knows a lot of wealthy people looking to score drugs and are willing to pay top dollar. The next day, Jesse visits Walt to touch base, but he kicks Jesse out. Jesse then brusquely gives Walt half of the meth profit, $4,000. The oncologist tells Walt that the cancer has spread to his lymph nodes, and there is a chance that it is still treatable with chemotherapy. Yeah. So, Ken. Ken wins. But, like... <laughs> Ken wins. It's interesting. Like, what's, what's the purpose of this character? Like, is, is it just to, as a comparison to Walt to show that he is better? As, or at least seemingly better. I mean, he's, he's a dickhead and no one likes him. But, like... You know, his attitude is literally the opposite of Walt. Like, Walt is quite almost suicidal in this episode, and he doesn't want to get chemotherapy. And, mm. and when Walt Jr. says to him, like, oh, why don't you just fucking die already? It's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty um, abrupt, intense thing for, him, for his son to say. And I think a big reason for that is because he just killed a man in the previous episode, which we've not really dwelled on at all. Like, we've kind of moved on from that, but it's a big deal for him. And I think that's the after effect of that, of, of him killing crazy eight is that he's kind of become more accepting of death and then looks at it like why the fuck would i want to get chemo and becomes you know and that's why he has this attitude in this and ken is literally the opposite of that like someone who obviously doesn't want to die and he's just like this successful seemingly successful businessman and and it's someone that walt i suppose kind of wants to be he's, he's an interesting character uh yeah i think he hit the nail on the head that the, the- it's the attitude. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite that provides a foil for Walt. He's he's very he he has an almost uh an overzealous attitude for or a, yeah. a, a zest for yeah. life when he shouldn't. And uh, just but then you, when you kind of like have forgotten about what the events of the previous episode, then you see the Tampico uh, crib or bassinet or whatever the fuck it's called, and uh, it's good. Like again, linking the episodes together like that, and it. You know, and then I think when you kind of realize, because they show that crib and bassinet straight after Walter Jr. says that thing to him in, in the bedroom and he's looking for that cash. And obviously he just confirms that idea that the attitude he has now is a direct, mm. is a dire- it's caused directly by the murder of Crazy A. Yeah. I, so this is going to sound a bit harsh, but like, I kind of, I kind of hate Jesse's parents. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, uh, they're just, they're like, you know, they, they kind of. They show warmness to him. Yeah. Um, but the the way they sort of like cherish their their younger son, their overachieving one. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just really hate uh 
like attitudes of parents like that where they 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 judge the value of themselves on like you know what their children can achieve yeah of course and i I think i mean that's certainly the intention right like like before you even know that they're jesse's parents that you know there's that scene in the in the dining room where they're eating dinner and they just sound like the biggest twats like they're like oh how was fucking you know i think you shine on the oboe and like oh yes (laughs) feedback is key and it's just like shut the fuck up you like upper class cunts like yeah exactly and, and, and that is the intention but but then at the same time like uh yeah, like you got to understand. Like we don't know the background. We don't know what Jesse has done to his parents. And at some point, you know, you have to kind of like lay down a law, like they say. Maybe he has done some nasty things. And not only that, he is dealing with not like it's not just pot. Like we're talking about methamphetamine, which is like you know, you get caught with that shit and you're in jail for like ever. And for them, that's a big deal as well. Because why would they need to be tarnished because of the poor choices of their son? Yeah, no, that's completely fair. It's just since we're already on Jesse's side, you know, it's like yeah, 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 and and uh, <laughs> that's what I like. Prior, prior to like, we're on Jesse's side, but we've seen this many times. But when I think when you watch this the first time, by that by this episode, prior to this episode, sorry, you you don't really have a positive opinion of Jesse. Mm. Like you kind of he's he's got that like likable character, you know, because he's a goof and 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 has these funny interactions with Walter, but. He is, at the end of the day, a meth head who cooks meth and he's fully breaking the law and, and no one that is, like, any decent person should agree with what he's doing because he's doing some bad things. And this episode, it all changes where you see his humanity and this is where, like, our love for Jesse starts to begin in the series is in this episode because we start to see his humanity and that he is a victim of drug abuse. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it is... It's it's tragic in a lot of ways. I like like the scene where he get pulls out his uh, drawings from his old chest. Yeah, yeah. And you realize that he is kind of like somewhat of an artist. Yeah. Um, which sort of maybe points to you know him being lost in life. Uh, you can't really go anywhere with drawing. Yeah. So he tries to cook math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know what can you do? Like it's not many options, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Next step. Uh, next paragraph. Yeah. At home, Walt expresses his doubts about the chemo since it will cost $90,000 and if he still dies, he will leave his family with all the debt. Walt Jr. admonishes his dad, saying that he should just die if he's going to give up so easily. At the Pickman residence, a housekeeper finds a joint in Jesse's room, resulting in his parents kicking him out. It turns out the joint belonged to Jake, who thanks Jesse for taking the fall for him. While Jesse is waiting out front for his ride after his parents kick him out for the marijuana, Jake comes out asking for his joint back, which Jesse throws away saying it was of poor quality. Walt suffers a coughing attack while driving and coughs up blood. As he pulls into a gas station, he notices Ken pull up. When Ken leaves his car unattended, an angry Walt takes a squeegee, pops open Ken's hood, and shorts the car battery with it. The battery subsequently overheats and explodes as Walt walks back to his car. He then calmly drives away, leaving an exasperated Ken. Yeah. So, it turns out, after all, that the son, um, what's his name, Jake, the fucking golden child of his family, (laughs) is... Like, he's pretty fucking young. Like, what is he, like, 12 or some shit? Yeah, and he's got a joint in his room. Like, like it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I was I was also a bit confused about that. Like, yeah, you know, kid, kids don't normally start smoking pot recreationally until they're, like... 16, 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his kid's, like, like not even barely hit puberty, you know? I mean, he's obviously maybe, very bright, though. Like, maybe he's yeah. quite intelligent, but he's still... So- He's so precocious that he just does everything early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I love how Jesse deals with it. He's just like, like he doesn't scold him for it. Like he, 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 obviously, um, 
you know, destroys the joint and it just says it's skunk weed anyway. But like, and that's just like, it's cool. It's such a Jesse thing to do, like, like a way of teaching him a lesson, but not being like, don't fucking do that. And hopefully the kid then learns his lesson, you know, and like, yeah, I, I, I saw that as Jesse kind of trying to protect him as well. Like, don't go down the same path I did. Yeah, yeah exactly. because again, like, to like, um, we had like, attitude of marijuana being a gateway drug. I suppose that's probably how Jesse ended up being getting into meth because of marijuana, and he understands that too. So Walter blowing up the car like <laughs> next to a petrol pump. Yeah, how fucking irresponsible is that? Like, yeah, you know, like you know, but bar, bar the fact that. It's already irresponsible to blow up a car. He did it next to a petrol pump. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, it's it's um and and what, what, why did he do that? Like, I mean, obviously Ken's a dick, but that's not a valid reason to go and blow up a fucking car. But what to signify? Like, because by this point, like we know that eventually he does get the chemo. I think that happens next episode. But hmm. in this episode, that doesn't happen at all. Is that that change that he is kind of finally coming to grips with life? He's not becoming you know suicidal and becoming he's not negative anymore he's he's finally changing and be like maybe i will fucking do something about this yeah exactly he's he's finally taking action and i think it's a really good way of doing that like taking action and also doing something that's obviously very much breaking the law in public because maybe he's also accepting <laughs> the fact that he's going to cook meth again he doesn't want to be pushed around anymore you know because like in at the beginning of the episode that guy takes his parking spot yeah so he feels like fuck this guy like i'm gonna push back yeah. you know and you know it's it's another one of those like universe things again. Like, uh, he just happens to see the guy again yeah. that you know that that did him wrong yeah. earlier, and he has a chance to to fight back, and he does. Yeah, and he finally does. Well, it's yeah. such a roller coaster because, like, at the, it, I mean, he already did this in the first episode when he beat up that bully that was um insulting Walter Junior in the the clothing yeah. store, and like, and then he kind of recedes again and 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 becomes this kind of fe- his feeble self again he keeps changing like that and it's it's really cool because it's realistic you know like that's like human emotion is very much like a roller coaster it goes up and down like that and that's exactly what walter white's doing across these four episodes we've watched so far yeah that's all i got yeah same but yeah i really like this episode and it's uh it's it's shows us a lot about walt and especially jesse and mm. i think that's very important to for the construction of a good television series where you're going to be following these two characters the whole time you need to build these characters and this episode is purely devoted to that yeah sweet uh join us next time for episode five of season one Alrighty, see you later what am i some criminal or something whatever whatever why you you think that's okay like, oh, we can't let that scumbag warp the mind of our favorite son. I'm the favorite? Yeah, right. Practically all they ever talk about. If you like this series, Mitch is going to tell you where you can find more of these. Yep, so you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And we've also got a website, amtgm.com, where you can find our fabulous episodes on Breaking Bad. If you have any questions, queries, insights, or criticism, you can send them to mail at amtgm.com. And as always, thank you for listening.